Is there something in there? Probably, yeah. <laughs> we'll make it work. Three, two, one. Kevin. What's up? <laughs> I was at dinner with my mom last night. And uh, she, A, wants to come on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I heard, which, she, is, I heard she is coming on the which podcast. I think she's coming on the podcast. I, I heard our I heard our um, our booking. Yeah. Our, our <laughs> booking book, agent booked her. Our booking her. agent booked her, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I do think it'll be very funny for her to come on for Mother's Day because we now mm-hmm. have a thing. I don't know if we intended this to be a thing, but when holidays come up, brands do things. Yeah. Then we kind of round them up and we talk about them. Yeah, we have we to. We break it down. Job. That's our job. And so any we for Valentine's Day we had my wife. My wife. Mhm. For April Fool's Day, we had just us. Yeah. But for Mother's Day, it does make sense that we would have my mother. Sure. To break down what she thinks about all the, the latest branding yeah. news be topics. Get her take on, on things. And so <laughs> when I when I talked to her last night about the podcast, I said she, her impression of the podcast, right? She goes, three, two, one, come on. <laughs> and then her, her her impression of you was, what's up? <laughs> Don't blow up the mic. Yeah, don't pull out the mic. We're not a tight ship around here. <laughs> That's what that was her impersonation. It was me saying Kevin and you saying Yeah, somebody's gotta produce this Alex. Don't so, don't pull know. out the mic. Somebody's gotta th- keep in mind the audio quality mm, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Getting things sounding good. Executive producer. Yeah. Kevin, um you you're not your uh, happy go lucky self today. Mm-hmm. I'm not my happy go lucky self today. So maybe this is this is dark pod. I tested positive for uh, Mondays this morning. <laughs> I took a I took a rapid test and I tested positive for Mondays. You got a quarantine? <laughs> no, no, no. I've chosen not to. Well, Kevin, no matter what happens here, we have no choice but to bring it. It's our job. It's yeah. our duty. It's our obligation to the people at home, the listeners, the fans, the centers. Do we have a name? The centerpieces? No, we don't have a name for no name. The fans. But, fans, um, the fans who will remain nameless. The fans and the listeners. The fans that we call them by their first names. Yeah. Because we're that type of establishment. Because we don't have fans. We have family. Yeah. That's, that's what we have here. Nothing stronger than family. No, exactly. Um, And so those people, they don't want a shitty name like that. No. No. They want a good name. They want a great name. If you got a name, hit us up. Yeah, I guess you could give the name, but... Yeah, that would be cool if someone was like. No, we, no, I don't think we're we're not this. I had a question though. Podcast. Do you think we're a type of podcast that should have a Discord? I maybe later. I, I think know. so because I think I feel like there's a lot of brand stuff that's coming up mm-hmm. that we're talking about, and I feel like people's got the people's got takes out there. Are we the type of podcast that should have NFTs? I think that's where I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> we go from you know first, but I do again. I'm not trying to turn this no, into yeah. Web three metaverse type bullshit i'm just saying like i do think i think if we had a uh, if we had a, a message board which is essentially mm-hmm. what discord is i think people would be like sharing topics giving responses to things are you on discord i'm not but i know that that's a thing that people do yeah people people do that i know snackshot yeah shameless plug for her she's got a pop in discord i know she's she's with it yeah, she's with it, and her she's got she's got she's got community mm-hmm. uh, over there. Yeah, and I'm just saying, ours would be different because hers are like, yo, check out this uh, adaptogenic juice I just bought, mm-hmm. and ours would be look at this brand. Check out this wrestling event I went to this weekend. Do you want to talk about the wrestling event? Yeah, it was awesome. How did you find it? How did you know about this wrestling event? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of tapped into. Uh, independent wrestling in New York, and well, okay. not not. I guess it is independent. It's not like WWE or AEW or whatever. So it's it's much cooler. Indie like, wrestling is. Yeah, it's like a little bit more raw. Um, the people are doing it out of passion. Yeah, and I'm sure they don't really get paid all that much. We, I mean, tickets are actually kind of twenty five bucks, but money mm-hmm. well spent. Yeah. How long is this event? Uh, it was like. 
probably like three hours. Two and, a half, two and a half, three hours. It's yeah. pretty solid. I mean, considering you could go see a movie. Yeah. Probably pay about the same price to go see a sporting event. Can pay considerably more. Go to a concert, pay considerably more. Go to a Broadway show, pay considerably more. 25 bucks. I mean, it was, it was sick. I mean, they were... Three hours of entertainment is pretty... Uh, they were really good. They're really doing doing their part to act well and hit a lot of sick moves. Those, oh, really? Those dudes are super athletic. Okay. I, mean, I would I would look into getting into it, but I just don't think... I don't really think you can go from a, sitting at a computer all day oh, to, to, to fucking high-flying off the top rope. You want to get the, the ring. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, I think you could be a professional wrestler. I mean, I think so too, but it would take... Yeah. I'd, need to get, I'd need to get my body right. And I'm in mild shape. I'm in okay shape. Yeah. I think you, you need still. To, I think you need to train. I yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I wouldn't be able to go out and take a fucking Batista bomb. No. And they were hitting some fucking high flying shit. Like, really? Yeah. Some dude jumped off. Uh, like, jumped off the ring onto the floor. Like, did a like a little moonsault action. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought you meant you were gonna get into it. Like, you were gonna get into like being a fan going. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm already into that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. To You're gonna events. keep going. Yeah, they were, they were awesome. It looked fucking awesome. I do think if you don't follow Kevin on Instagram, you posted a, a gorgeous video. Yeah, I mean, it was in uh, this old warehouse in Ridgewood. Yeah, um, seemed pretty untapped over there. Yeah, pretty industrial. Um, it's called, it's called the Muse or something. Okay, it was a nice space. Yeah, great lighting in the. Afternoon. I was gonna say you had this like hazy lighting, and then you had this like. Undershot of a guy on the yeah. top rope, and it really, it really was. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, I mean, honestly, angelic. if you're in Brooklyn, don't go because yeah, you know, I don't want to get too crowded. Yeah, you're but gonna gatekeep. I mean, somebody should gatekeep a little bit. No, I mean, I think. Listen, if you have, it, you said there was like 75 people there, right? So that's I don't know. I'm really bad at gauging that stuff. <laughs> so there was probably 400 people there. No, there wasn't 400 people there. 200? No, maybe. I mean, it was probably like around, I'd say 150 max, but like okay. I don't know. I'm not really quite Super sure. Super fun. But so, also, I guess, yeah, you should, if you are interested, you should totally go. It's it's fucking sick. Do they do mic work? Yeah, they got an MC. They got, they had like a music, a, a guitar guy that played during the intermission. Yeah, but the main show was the wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, the last time I went, probably February yeah. 2020, um, it was in a Catholic school slash church in Bay Ridge. Oh, sick. And the beers were legitimately $2. Okay. Um, and this time, you know, a little, it was a little different. Beers yeah. were like eight bucks. Oof. What are you going to do? I mean, you got to, yeah, those you know, people need the you, money. That's how you get this. That's how you support. Yeah. I mean, it was a fantastic show. Yes. Um, highly recommend it. It sounds it like a fuck, perfect. It was fucking pure. Yeah. It sounds like a perfect activity. Maybe not on a Sunday night, but on a Saturday night. I mean, it finished up. We we got out. We were out of there by like eight. Yeah. I was home by like eight thirty or something. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Kevin. Um, today we got a packed show. We got a lot of things to talk about. Lots of things going on in the world. Um, important stuff in really important stuff, really kind of the stuff that just like, it's, it's shocking that they don't cover this on, you know, national, uh, I saw some, I saw some local news shit about, uh, the Coke story. Well, why don't we get right into it? Really? You saw that on the news. I saw a YouTube clip. I don't watch the news. I just you just watch when, I was, when I was when I was yeah when I was looking up the shit today it was it came up cool. So let's just get right into it. So uh, if you guys remember, a couple months back we talked about Coca Cola Starlight. That was probably like a month and a half. It was really it wasn't ago. that long ago. I, at least I don't think so. Yeah, and so um, if you recall, it was kind of a bizarre move by Coca Cola to create a flavor that tasted like space, and mm-hmm. I think. The imagery, the design of the can, everything was just a little more mysterious than it, a typical Coke flavor launch. And it was coming out of this uh, new platform that Coke apparently created called Coca-Cola Creations. Mm-hmm. And so there's this like little Creations logo. It's not like very large on the can, but it was sort of a, a part of it. And uh, I actually tried the product um, on a road trip that uh, the studio went on for a work meeting. Um and I loved it. I thought it was really delicious. I thought it tasted like cotton candy Coke, mm-hmm. which um, is to say it tasted... That's what space tastes like. That's what space tasted like, apparently, to me. Um, but I thought the packaging, I thought the rollout, I thought the sort of like... Just just, just the 
creative sort of push from Coke mm-hmm. to do something a little bit different um, was was interesting to me, and I thought it was certainly more exciting than things I've seen from Coke in the past. Clearly, I'm biased and worked for Coke for ten years. I'm so a big I, big Cokehead. I'm a big Cokehead. Everyone knows it, but um, they're back. The Coke Creations uh, Lab has a new product. It's called Bite, and it is uh, B, that's B Y T E. Um, limited edition flavor that tastes like pixels and um, transcends the digital and physical worlds. They calling it the first Coca-Cola flavor born in the metaverse. <laughs> um, so we know we love a quote from a, a director of, of marketing here. So uh, quote for our second expression for Coca-Cola creations, we want to create an innovative taste inspired by the playfulness of pixels rooted in the experiences that gaming makes possible. Said Awana Vlad, senior director of global strategy. Um, just as pixels power digital connection, Coca-Cola zero sugar bite brings people together to share moments of real magic. Whew. Um, <clears throat> that's a lot of, uh, you know, PR. I think this is why I'm in such a bad mood today. Is really? I read, I read this you article. Re- you had to read this whole thing. Yeah, I had thing. to read this shit. Yes. Just like, the, it's funny because they just have this arbitrary, like, new thing that they're doing where it's like, oh, let's define the taste of space. Or, oh, let's define the taste of pixel. And it's like, yes. those don't mean anything. And, like, yes. it's not even a creative endeavor to, like, define those. Because they literally don't, those things don't have taste. And neither does anybody working on this project because mm-hmm. this project fucking sucks. Yep. Well, Kevin, this is where you and I disagree. And I have to tell you that this is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. This is the mm-hmm. coolest thing that mm-hmm. Coca-Cola has done <laughs> in the last 10 years. <laughs> they, they, you, you, you couldn't be more wrong about how Alex, cool I'll, this is. You know, I'll agree with you. But only to slight Coca-Cola and the fact that they haven't done anything cool in forever. Well, I think, again, there's a sliding scale. Again, if this came from a more innovative, modern company, this maybe would be seen as potentially cheesy or lame. Yeah, say if like another soda company released like a flavor that was based off of like maple syrup and pancakes, Yeah, then it would suck, right? (laughs) No, I mean more in the fact that if this came from a, a a company that had ten people versus a company that has you know three hundred thousand people mm-hmm. that work for it, it might be considered not so bleeding edge creatively. But when you think about this coming from a company the size and scale of Coke, it is inch, it is it is fascinating. It is. It is is it is risky. It is fucking. Is it risky though? Yeah, I think it is. Why is it risky? Because again, what's the risk? Who are they going to alienate? The risk is that nobody fucking understands this thing, and it's so weird and bizarre that it doesn't click. That people don't buy it, and it just sits on shelves, and it fucking they waste millions and millions of dollars making it. I mean, they're not wasting millions of dollars. This is another limited run. No, it's not. Starlight was in is national retailers. Is it? Yeah, that was a huge. That was a big rollout. You can get that pretty much anywhere Coca sold, and that's everywhere. So I do think there is a little bit of like, yeah, this is this is there's a little courage in this, and I think again, like you said, but this one's not a national rollout. I don't know if this one is as no. It's a limited. National. This is lim- this is limited maybe. to online. Okay, so I read the press release. Okay, that's fair. You, you, <laughs> um. Fine, fair. I didn't. So I just read what was Checkmate. here. Checkmate. So it's launching in the United States on May 2nd. So it's mm-hmm. not out yet. Um, and yes, traditionally, like, I, again, I have a lot of mixed feelings here. The metaverse pixel tech computer retro aesthetic, I can I can live without. That, I mean, that, that's, that's already over. I mean, that has just been beaten to death in the last six months. That almost anything that deploys it i'm like come on like we have to figure out a better visual language for the metaverse that doesn't look like 80s fucking nintendo graphics like we have to figure out something that feels now let's stay here that feels a little bit more interesting than that but putting that aside putting the metaverse calling it the first flavor born in the metaverse again also that (laughs) makes me want to just jump off the nearest rooftop Mm -hmm. like cringe level there but i'm what i'm what i need to say is that Coca-Cola Creations is the mischief of Coca-Cola in that they are putting out things that are a little offbeat 
They're a little unique. They're a little innovative. And yes, are they the, the coolest fucking dopest thing on planet Earth? No. But for Coke, a brand that is has, is not known for being fresh and modern, they're, they're known for being classic. This is surprisingly interesting and surprisingly well done. Okay, well, I would just say that if you're the anything, if you're the anything of anything, it means you suck. So the mischief of Coke still means you suck. With the spinning, you know, numbers and graphics. Yeah, if you have to justify anything based off another thing. Well, no, I mean, that's how we, as people, understand things. We, we have to compare them to other things. We're the Uber of, uh, you know, sort of, of workplaces, you know, or something. What company is that? WeWork. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing great. <laughs> We're the WeWork of fucking, you know, beverages. You know, you need to have a blank of something. We're the Warby Parker of sneakers. Who is that? Alberts. Alberts? <laughs> okay. I get it. I get it. It's it's I'm not having named a single cool thing yet. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I get you're not I'm, helping. I'm yourself. digging myself a further <laughs> yeah. hole. But here's what I need to say: Coca Cola Creations, as someone who has a very cringe, I cringe at most things that that big brands do, except for when Coke does it. Except for when Coke does it, and it's dope. <laughs> and this is Coca Cola Creations, the coolest thing that Coke has done. Yeah, I just, ugh. what does this kind of taste like? In my mind, it tastes like probably licking an old computer screen. <laughs> you get that like static shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a little bit of dust. Yeah, a little dust. And then it's just like the little, like, a, you know, kind of get a little tingle on your yeah, tongue. Yeah, a little tingle, maybe a little burnt taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's what pixels taste like to me. Yes, exactly. But I guess if space tastes like cotton candy, yes. pixels probably taste yes. like. Yes. Caramel? I don't know. I think that's the intrigue. It's like we don't know what it tastes like, and so therefore you got to go try and figure it out. I think mystery is cool. I think mysterious flavors are. Uh, I think this is. I think this is the wave. I think calling something cherry vanilla cherry is is out. Calling it pixels, <laughs> yeah. even yeah, if it tastes me, like vanilla cherry, maybe. Let me, let me get a pixels. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, Kevin, here's the thing: what flavors? put you on the spot here what so first is space then we got pixels where do we go next ass okay where do we go next <laughs> um i mean i guess that's not very coke mm-hmm. space pixels um i don't know i, I couldn't even yeah. tell you if i wanted to rainbow no So it would have been a good one to have lined up. Diamonds. Where yeah. do we go from here? I don't know. I don't know. That's the that's the thing. It's like what is the what what comes after space? NF- NFTs. No, but this is already the NFT one. Because yeah, Kevin, I don't know if you know this. Just as Pixels powered digital connection, Coca Cola Zero Sugar Bite brings people together to share moments of real magic. Yeah, I, I loved that quote. That's the that like that is the most brand person talking to themselves. Because like this, this, they're trying to make the connection that pixels, this design, the reason why the logo is pixelated and everything looks metaverse-y, and digital connection, mm-hmm. which again we're just using, we're just drawing the word connection, and and just just because computers bring people t- together. Mm-hmm. Then you got moments of real magic, which is their new tagline. Mm-hmm. It's moments just, of it, real magic. No, ma- real magic is the Coca Cola. They're just trying to cram. They're just. They're just. Bu- that's just bullshit. That yeah, just that, means there was a really nice uh, mm-hmm. paragraph in the mm-hmm. in the press release about their approach. Yeah, They're like yeah, just really beefed up, like just making everybody sound like they did some revolutionary shit. Mm. Is it this one? A global cross-functional Coca-Cola team led by the North American Operating Unit, featuring leaders across creative, marketing, technology, R and D, and design, collaborated to determine the right elements to bring Pixel alive in a taste experience. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the drink's bright upfront taste is reminiscent of powering up a game, and his refreshing finish makes for a perfect gaming companion. Yeah, that's the paragraph that ruined my day today. <laughs> 
I mean, again, Kevin. And then I thought about having to be the person that wrote that paragraph. And then <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ. And that went through a lot of edits. And a lot of people thought about that right paragraph now. and those words that, that accompanied this. I will say this is what makes the podcast great, I think, is that me, I'm reading all this stuff and I'm like, this is fucking incredible. Like, this is such, <laughs> like, it's a combination of bullshit and design and mystery and innovation and fucking icon- an iconic brand all coming together to create a beautiful symphony of magic. Yeah. Real magic. And Kevin legitimately, his day, his day was ruined. Yeah, this shit makes me want to pack it up and, and like, just give be up. a hermit. Like, yeah. and never ever Give up marketing. Never ever go on the internet again. It does feel like it's trying a little too hard, don't you think, Kevin? <laughs> Maybe a little bit, yeah. <laughs> just a little. How do we reach these kids? How do, how do you do, fellow kids? Do you want some Coke Pixel? Yeah. Gamer juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we know you like your games, kids. While you're gaming and connecting to people on digital platforms, here's Byte. Yeah, didn't it come up in Fortnite? Wasn't that the? Isn't that where it was born? Ooh, is that true? Yeah, I think so. I haven't read that. I think it appeared on some like weird Fortnite island, and which. Yeah. I don't know. I, or yeah, is, you, you tapped out, Kevin, there. Or is gaming in the meta? I mean, obviously they're connected, but like, I don't know if Fortnite is entirely connected to the metaverse. I mean, I'm, I could be wrong because I, I don't know shit about anything. But. There is a connection here between Coca-Cola creations and Fortnite. Yeah. I'm on the Coca-Cola creations website, which... Um, I just horrible. Want, I just want to say, could be the worst website I've ever been on. <laughs> they have is that is that the one with like mm-hmm. they have a bunch of like Instagram story yep. sized yep. Yep. images yep. on their yep. mm-hmm. uh, nineteen by twenty by ten eighty fucking website. Yep, uh, this is a billion dollar <laughs> company and one of the biggest companies in the world. And literally, this website is looks like it was designed by a, a, a fucking web design one hundred and one student. It is couldn't be worse. This website is. Trash. Hey, there we go. Alex is Alex is uh, going off on Coke now. No, I mean, listen. It what makes me sad is that like they actually have some cool shit. They have some merch here happening. They got some cool videos. Just make a make a fucking website. Coke is so bad at making like anything on. The, that's what's so comical about this like innovative new product is the fact that it's like it. You know, again, they couldn't be further in the past. I'm looking at this uh, Coca Cola. Merch for Starlight. Jeez, they got this fucking ninety-eight dollar sweatshirt with an ombre spirit. Thank God. Fuck, man. We needed that. We needed that just about as much as we needed the uh, cotton candy flavored space soda. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, this this merch is hitting for me. I may need to cop <laughs> up. Um, so that's co-creations. I'm for one intrigued. I said this the last time we talked about one of their product, one their first one. I wanted to try it. And I'm excited to see what comes next. Are you going to order it? I did try it, the first one, and I did love it. And I was excited to what's coming, what came next. This is what's coming next. I want to try this one. I'm excited <laughs> for the next one. Spoken like a true cokehead. I cannot wait to see what fucking comes next. And uh, because that's the thing. It's keeping you on your toes. What could come next? We tried to, to, to figure it out. Flowers, florals, you know, maybe that could be a thing. Um, no, it's like air, it's got to be future. Air. Tastes like air. Yeah, future air. You don't think florals in the future? You get hired Griff and you can make all these digital fucking flowers and shit? I mean, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I just, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I am interested to see how many of these things. It'll be some like multiverse shit. I'm interested to see how many of these things they got up their sleeve. And and again, like this to me feels, it's about the brand and the people that are behind it for me. And it's like, this is considerably cooler than things that Coke has done. And sure, on the scale of things that Coke does, this is certainly a thing that they that it's cool. It's I, I didn't say that. No, I'm saying it's more I said it's certainly a thing on the on the scale. On the scale thing. of things that they do, this of is things that Coke considerably does. more interesting than anything that they've done in a long time. Sure, I can say we can say interesting. And I will say that again, I called it the mischief lab of <laughs> of Coca-Cola, which is maybe a, a disrespectful to mischief, but um yeah, this is what this is where we're going. It's like new ideas and putting in smaller doses, smaller batches, limited edition, dropping things, keeping people's attention, and then moving on to the next one. And and the weirder the better in, in some ways. Um so which leads me to uh the the latest mischief drop, which is a is is a collaboration between Mischief and The Weeknd called Vinyl Blade. 
It is a uh, the the uh, musical act, The Weekend, uh, partnered with Mischief to press his new single, Out of Time, and it's a functioning saw blade vinyl record. So only twenty five copies were made, which is you know I, I would hope that there was a little bit more than that, and they're being auctioned off at VinylBlade.com on April eighth. So which that already happened. Already happened. So. We, do we know how much he's buying for? No. Uh, I was looking. I was looking today, and I really couldn't find any information on how much they went for or who got them. Like, yeah, I was searching Twitter for a little bit, and I couldn't find anything. Got it. But the minimum bid was a thousand dollars. Got it. So we're talking. These are collectible items. Yeah, I think that they probably went for a lot of money. Got it. So the weekend said they cl- he uh, collaborated with Mischief on something crazy that's never been done before: a real saw blade and a playable record for his new uh, new song. It's out of time. Um, or out of time. And I got to say, this is fucking sick. Like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, the great. video that came out for it, pretty cool. Is Jim Carrey in it? No, 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 no. Well, Jim Carrey's involved in some way. I think, he, I think that actually might be Jim Carrey, to be honest. Really? In this video? Yeah, I saw um, Jim Carrey tweeted at the weekend and was like, such an epic collab or something, really? like, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So he, he had one, he had a, he had a record in hand. I mean, you gotta think again, like as far as packaging and design and the website, and I think this is where, you know, again, the connection between Coca Cola Creations and Mischief. <laughs> it's like Mischief is putting out like <laughs> such complex websites design. The packaging of this should win w- awards. Like it is that incredible. Mischief like, doesn't strike me as the type of people to s- submit uh, for submit Dotline awards. awards. Um, no, did, I didn't say dialine awards. But did I they, said awards. Did they promote? Uh, did they? Did the dialine put this on their website? No. Okay, they should because honestly, the dialine um, mischief is like this is incredible package design. So all I need to say is um, you should check this out. Honestly, there's nothing much more to say other than mischief. We talk about them all. It seems like every other podcast they did. Um, uh, Sort of, they're seeming to move into more collaborations. It seems like, yeah. uh, and it seems like a lot of musical artists because of their success with Lil Nas X. I think Drake, I mean, Drake. Well, Drake wasn't involved with that. The Jesus, I don't think that was. He a, just bought him. I think that was. I don't know if that was a, an actual collaboration. Okay, maybe he just bought him. But I think since they started doing real collaborations with artists, they've become like sort of like the go-to artist collab place mm-hmm. I w- i'm sure there's some guys at some record label being like what's the rollout for the new song we should get mischief to make something and like oh for sure to be honest it's a pretty good business model considering they don't work with clients so now they well i mean you're working with cli- well, that, clients in a different way well they fired their clients that they had before and then they made their own stuff and now they have new clients on a sort of more that are more in a collaboration way mm-hmm. and they're more in the music and, and sneaker space which in, is in the culture space. In the culture space. Which again, I don't know if I necessarily saw them in that space, but it you know, you get Makes post, sense. you get put posted enough times on complex and high stability and like those type of places, like go with it. Yeah. Right? Um, so I thought the uh vinyl blade uh you know, vinyl record thing was incredibly cool. And again, it like it part of it is how cool the actual idea was, and then the other part is how mm-hmm. well it's executed. Like yeah. the website, the packaging, everything that sort of rolled out with it. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And then the second thing I want to talk about, which is Mischief um coming out with a collaboration with Tyga for Wavy Shoes. Yeah, which the Wavy is, Babies. Which the Wavy Babies came out under the Mischief Sneakers uh sort of app. And to me, this is exactly what I was talking about when we talked about Mischief Sneakers. I was a little disappointed by the first sneaker. It kind of felt like it was something that, you know, wasn't really all that innovative. And Mm -hmm. I expect Mischief to do crazy, wacky, out-of-the-box things. And here it is, only a couple weeks later. So I don't know why they didn't wait to make this the first sneaker. To me, this seems like home run so this is a collaboration with taiga and sometimes it, you got to get a couple of people on base before you hit home run Alex. i think that's maybe fair so they have this website and it says the jesus shoes were the first one the same shoes were the second ones the tap threes were the third one and then this is the, the latest it launches to it launches a week from today which is april 18th at 12 p.m essentially it is a vans uh low top sneaker that um, looks like it was put into uh, the Photoshop warp mm-hmm. tool. Yeah, it's pretty. Just, wa- it's wavy. It's pretty and, and waved around. It's a pretty hard sneaker to describe, but 
it's super weird and it's super interesting. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. I and mean, it's it looks like dope. probably it's pretty uncomfortable and maybe you wear it once or twice mm-hmm. out and uh, you get some cool pictures taken of you. Yeah. Definitely. So I saw uh, Jimmy Fallon rocking them. Oh, and really? Jay Balvin walking, rocking them in Soho today. Really? Today yeah. you were walking around Soho and you saw no, Jay no, Balvin? No. I saw it on Instagram. Okay. So these shoes, they're seating them to celebrities and influencers and... Uh, yeah, I'm now on the sort of Mischief Sneakers website, which is also fantastic. Check that out, mschfsneakers.com. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting, yeah, this I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I feel like this is, um, as much as these are wearables, these feel like they're yeah, art, yeah. They're, they're more collectibles. And yeah, you're not wearing these on a, going out for a day on the city. No, just, they feel like they would. You're just, you're going, you're literally walking down the block, taking pictures, or you're sitting in your office all Mm. day in these. You're not, you're not walking in these bad boys. Yeah. They look pretty uncomfortable. My favorite part was the liability um, waiver that they have on the website. Yeah. It's something about like, by wearing this shoe, you are, I don't know, why why don't you read it? I put it in the dock. Okay. Where is it? By placing your foot in this shoe, you agree to waive any claims against mischief for any injury or death or damages arising from having your foot in this shoe. By placing your foot in the shoe, you also agree to assume all risk of injury from having your foot in the shoe. So I think it's just safe so you to, know. Just so that you know, I think it's safe to say that the shoe <laughs> they have an illustration of someone falling down the stairs in the shoe, which to be fair, seems like Yeah, it's a nice thing to put. It's a nice thing you to put. You gotta have your bases covered these days. I wonder with them if that's real or they're no, I mean, it's for sure. It's for sure real. You think they need yeah. to like say that this is Absolutely. a liability issue that like yeah. probably is, is a bit dangerous to walk 100%. Go. Got to cover your ass. Well, I I love this. I think this is super rad. I don't, I'm not trying to get my hands on a pair, but if a pair showed up, I'd be happy about it. Yeah. But that's just, um, uh, that's just who I am. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Yeah. And, and I think, again, I, I want to correct myself because a couple weeks ago when they came out with the first shoe, the tap three with the tape on it. I was like, uh, this doesn't really feel <clears throat> like something that is warrant like warrants a new sub brand of mischief or this mm-hmm. is if this is where mischief is going, um I, I'm I'm less intrigued, but this is what I expected from. Yeah, there you go. So here they yeah. are. Asking you shall receive. It took a couple of weeks, but they fucking figured out a they way. They got you. They got me. Um later next story, Kevin comes to the dialine.com. Oh yeah? The dialine.com we didn't do it now. For the dialing. Do it now. The dialine.com is the number one resource for packaging news, sustainability news, and all things packaging inspiration. And the biggest award show on the face of the earth. Yes. Bigger than anything that's been going on this award season. Yeah. You know, who even watches those anymore? No. Who cares? Nothing has happened in award season. Yeah. The Oscars, no one's talking about it. Nobody cares. The Grammys, no one cares. The Dialing Awards happening May 23rd in Boston. Hosted by Kevin and Alex. It's going to be sick. It's going to be fucking unbelievable. If you're not there, you're missing out. Kevin and I will be um, wearing our wavy baby shoes and our, our full-on <laughs> uh, fucking suits. And we're going to be giving out Ds. Yeah. Massive Ds. Throwing some Ds on that bitch. Throwing Ds to so many people. World international Ds. Yep. Um, Check it out. Be there or don't be there. Yeah. Be there or be square. Yeah. Be a square. Don't want to be a square. Yeah, all right. That, that's good. That's a great ad. Thank you. Uh, from the dialline.com, the dialline story of the day is that Baskin Robbins is rebranding. They unveiled their new logo and visual identity uh, today. You may have seen it. It comes from an agency called ChangeUp. And uh, this is a new brand and uh, new, a new look. And it is a uh, confusing one for me because they just two years ago rolled out a visual identity um, with a new look from Joseph Ritchie, who uh, we talk about quite a bit on the show as sort mm-hmm. of being the masters of the uh, sort of uh, the, the iconic brand and uh, sort of uh, modernizing and bringing into today's world. They did Budweiser, they did Domino's, they did um, Burger King, they did everything. Um, and they did a Baskin Robbins rebrand a couple of years ago. I always thought it was good. Always thought it was sort of, um, you know, it, it felt like the heritage of the brand, but in a very JKR way, where mm. it sort of has a, a bit of flexibility to it. It has a bunch of fun in it. The fact that 
the three the, the the big sort of visual secret of the logo set has a 31 in the middle mm-hmm. which is harkens back to i guess their first shops had 31 flavors yeah if you didn't know that um it's pretty clear in the logo so you know the thing about the jkr logo was like they highlighted it but they didn't you know make it and then they flexed it out for different things mm-hmm. but it still felt like it was part of the br branding they just used like a stencil logo and they created like a hand cut yeah they cleaned it up a little bit i think yeah they did a great job and so this is this is, is a change up kevin mm-hmm. yeah done by uh, an they agency weren't, they weren't lying called change up and it's their second rebrand in less than two years uh do you want some quotes from marketing directors please baskin robbins is one of those brands with the unique potential to transcend generations is it Mm-hmm. They wanted the branding to deliver the quality and creativity they've always offered, but weren't getting credit for. Explain Ryan Brazelton, Change Up CCO. They needed to cha- create a visual identity system that was exciting for people who grew up with them and future audience as well. Revolutionizing the brand meant we had to take one step back to understand its founding principles and earliest expressions. Leaning into their circus roots, the path to a younger yet more sophisticated Oof. identity became abundantly clear with its mid-century vibes. The new identity system is fun and bold and retaining the 31 built into the BR monogram. Mm-hmm. With a new iconic color palette, this foundation, every touch point, digital, physical, the packaging and stores received a modern makeover. At the heart of the new system is a craveable insta-worthy photography of the ice cream. Everyone loves ice cream and we wanted to set the stage by allowing Baskin-Robbins delicious ice cream to really pop off the stage and screen. I'm just going to call it what it is. This is bad. Yeah. I mean, I think they did one good thing here, and that's not putting scoops of ice cream above the midline. So shout out to them for not doing that. Yeah, nice. Um, I mean, I don't really – I personally don't really care about this rebrand. No. I've never been to Baskin Robbins. Mm. I don't think I've ever had their ice cream. Yes. 31 seems like a weird arbitrary number to like stake your entire brand organization on. Yeah, like, yeah, it's 31's got to be one of the least aesthetically appealing numbers as well. It's as so much, it's very much kind like of a, a head scratcher to be like, oh, yeah, we got 31 flavors. Like, that's not even impressive. Like, no, and they probably have way more than that at this point. Like, and also, <clears throat> it it's like a Heinz 57 thing mm-hmm. where it's like they had 57 varieties at some point. And so they've like kept that number in the mix because it's like a brand equity, mm-hmm. but like nobody cares. Like you're talking to yourself. Yeah, I think a, a lot of big brands have this problem. Like Coca Cola talking about how digital connection reads, leads to real magic. It's like you're talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like Baskin Robbins celebrating their 31 flavors that they had fucking 800 years ago. Like when the brand first launched in the fucking Middle Ages. Like get out of here. Like no one cares anymore. Yeah, sure. I guess that was impressive back then, but yeah. 31 flavors is like, that means nothing to me. I don't... Yeah. Like, it's also not that clever that it's inside the logo. I think this is a famous graphic design trope where it's like, people are so impressed when something is hidden inside of letters. The FedEx logo, obviously, is the number one sort of... What's in the FedEx logo? Oh, there's an arrow, Kevin. It's oh, it's it's actually going forward. That's crazy. Because FedEx brings stuff. Like, even that isn't really that, like exciting or interesting it's like putting a 31 inside of your number like pretty stupid it's not that impressive no it's really not that cool and to be honest i think they should abandon it but hey look it's here and they've they've made it much more visible here in the new branding oh yeah it's really singing and i will say one thing about it too right i think this is one of those ideas where you're like ooh, there's a three and a one in the b and the r and it's like yeah it's there but that doesn't mean the Branding yeah. looks cool. Yeah, let's literally make it a three and a one. Yeah, it's like it, it it's it's clever, but like you lost the plot here, which is Baskin Robbins is a completely outdated brand. Mm-hmm. Like no one thinks it's cool and interesting. Like and this is what I kind of feel about Coke, right? Say what you will about it, but like at least it's 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 confusing in an interesting modern <laughs> way. This is just this is just bad. It's just there's nothing about it that makes me say, oh, man, I, I want to reconsider going to Best Robbins. And I feel like it, the, the old system had a distinctly retro vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is like if you were going to break away from the retro vibe and go for something that's a little bit more modern and a little bit more today, 
this isn't it. Yeah, go full starlight on it. Yeah, go starlight on it. Go interesting. Go, you know, go, 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 go a little bit more experimental and interest. Like, I don't know, just like push it. And this doesn't do it. It just feels like another version of an old logo. And the packaging isn't interesting. The, the, there's, there's nothing that I find redeeming about this. Yeah, I wonder why they redid it. I mean, I, I don't, don't get it. It's hard to say, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it is still ice cream. So I think you know the Baskin Robbins heads out there are going <clears> to <throat> still go. They're still showing up. They're still buying pints. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious of what the conversation was like internally. Like you know, coming off, you know, if it took them a, like. Uh, like what's the timeline looking like they launched this like late they launched the jkr one in like late 2020 right yeah so like they immediately are like all right we're 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 done with this like let's we we got to get our, our people in change up to do this work and uh change up uh they do they do a lot of uh they do a lot of work for the inspire brand which is like a what's that multi-billion dollar corporation that mm. owns like arby's and Buffalo Wild Wings mm. and Sonic, mm. and it's it's a big cash cow. And then they got it. You now somebody even owns that one. Oh, wow, fucking Rourke Corporation or something. It's crazy. A lot of a lot of money at work here. Yeah, I'm looking at their leadership board. Um, I don't want to be ageist here. Well, then don't. Um, then I'm, I won't do it. They have 633 Instagram followers. Really? Yeah. That's, that's it? That's what they Baskin got. Robbins? No. Change up. Oh. And so bottom line is here, I'm I would be really interested to to text my friends over at JKR and see what their take on this. Because they gotta be pretty Maybe they should, come on, maybe they should come on the pod. Maybe they should come on the pod and we should ask them and see what's going on here. I I mean I'm sure there's more to the story. I think yeah, I mean, I'm, I got them. Like again, it's uh, any brand can do whatever the fuck they want, right? And even if you do a rebrand today and you want to change it tomorrow, like who cares? Like yeah. you're allowed to do that. It's totally within your <laughs> realm of uh, capabilities. Or if you want to fucking do a rebrand every year with different clients or different agencies and decide to roll out some and then change and change mm-hmm. back or whatever, they can do that. But I just at the end of the day. This is not a step forward. I yeah. Think. And I think that's what's... How long do one of these projects actually take? A year. Like, at least a year. At <laughs> least years, potentially. So they were chilling with this new identity for like a month, and then they're like, yeah, this ain't it. I wonder if there's more to the JKR story, because they never really fully... I don't know. JKR never really totally celebrated it when mm-hmm. it came out, so there's probably some more behind the scenes. Yeah, let's, let's do some digging. Maybe we we'll can get do to a the little podcast it, special about I it. I will say, looking at the uh, two years ago rebrand here from JKR and then looking at the new one, it's it's not even close. It's like this: the, the JKR system is fucking beautiful, and I'm, I'm not I'm not just I'm not I'm I'm obviously biased, but I just think that they do really gorgeous work, and it it this system has the JKR quality of it. And this one does not. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty bad on all fronts. Yeah, I actually thought their like case study video was kind of that went kind of hard. Yeah, it did go. The really change up uh, case study video went really hard, and then kind of everything else a little too hard, maybe. Yeah, every everything else like not so much. Like the shirts were pretty bad. Pete wanted me to say this. Yeah, uh, shout out to Pete. What he said uh, about he said about one of the shirts that said like "Be sweeter." Mm. He said. Not even worth the cotton. So, Ooh, yeah. savage. Shout out, shout out to Pete savage. for saying that. I'm going to say something that I hate. To, you know, Again, <laughs> I'm going to go even harder. Student work. Oof. That's how I feel. That's Damn. It feels like. Feels, like, feels like a, someone's, someone's really good senior project. Hmm. That's, what it, that's the vibes it gives me. Damn. Which, no, Damn, no Alex, case study Alex on planner. Is, Alex is in gobble mood today. That's fucking cruel. Um, let's let's end on this one, Kevin. Another story from the dialline.com. Dialline story of the day, part two. <laughs> you ready? Last story. With Close your eyes, Kevin. You're not closing it. Close your eyes, Kevin. I'm going to tell you a story. Kevin, for over 120 years, Cracker Jacks have been an American staple. The caramel-coated popcorn and peanut snacks are even referenced in America's pastimes seventh inning stretch aka mm-hmm. baseball 
Oh, yeah. Did I get that right? Yep. Nailed it. In honor of creating a more inclusive and empowering sports world, the brand has created a new take on Cracker Jacks dubbed Cracker Jill. Mm-hmm. Because the brand is so closely associated with baseball and sports in general, celebrating females who exceed expectations are highly relevant. They're also donating $200,000 to the Women's Sports Foundation to kick off the new ad campaign. And the brand is promoting fans to donate to the WSF through the link. And uh, Cracker Jacks will send a Cracker Jill bag to fans who donate five or more love supplies. So the big story here, Kevin, Cracker Jacks are now becoming Cracker Jill. Yeah. So this is one of those things where it's a tough, it's a tough road to, to, to walk down because in theory, mm-hmm. this is a good thing for humanity. Yeah, the $200,000 donation is pretty good. The $200,000 donation is fantastic. I'm going to say seems maybe a little bit low. I think they could probably give a little bit more, you know. Correct. They got distribution. Mm-hmm. $200,000 to them is probably like, you know, $10 to me. Yeah. The Cracker Jack company started in 1896. Mm. So this is a true American icon. It's now owned by Frito-Lay. Okay, so yeah, $200,000 is pretty late for Frito-Lay. For Frito-Lay, maybe they uh, maybe they could... Uh, maybe, which is Maybe open up the bag a little bit more. Yeah, Frito-Lay owned by PepsiCo. So I think the intentions here are good, right? Like, I think you want to... Cracker Jack is a male icon. Sure, yeah. A spokesperson. A sailor. A sailor who... I don't know. He's always made he's, me a little uncomfortable. He's got a dog. Yeah, and to be honest, I haven't really looked quite a ton at him. Yeah, you don't want to make eye contact with him? No, it's just like one of these brands that just feels like it's so old and so fucking dated that it's just like, it just it's just a thing. It's just like, you don't, at a certain point, a product or a brand, it just becomes sort of like, you don't analyze it or look at the details. It's just like, it's just, yeah. it's just a, it's an icon. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't really looked at the packaging in any great detail in a million years. But they've probably something where they've just like done it once and yeah, reskinned it. Apparently there is a new design which looks a little bit more modern than the sort of box in the past. With a name like Cracker Jack, it's got to be modern. Yeah, it looked like it kind of used to look like Bazooka Joe. Kind of comes from like a similar, Mm -hmm. like very dated. What's Bazooka Joe? Uh, gum. Okay. Are you familiar with that brand? It no, was introduced hate, in 1947. So, way, you know, Cracker Jacks is way, 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 way older. And so, to do a Cracker Jill, I think is actually quite cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good idea. I think it's smart. I remember when um, Johnny Walker, they did Jane Walker, mm-hmm. and they took the iconic stance. You know the iconic Johnny Walker logo, and, and turned it into a woman with a cap. Yeah, I thought that was smart, well executed, and interesting. Mm-hmm. I think this feels it's it's all about the execution, and I think the execution of it feels tough. I think the packaging, the illustrations are pretty bad, and I think the commercial with Normandy singing take me out to the ball game is a little it's a little it's a little cheesy but at the end of the day i gotta say this is uh progress i don't know that's like my big gripe with this is like yeah this is like totally great and like we should be promoting women's sports and we should be funding them equally but like is this supporting women's sports or is this supporting is this moving bags of fucking Cracker Jills. Think about who's actually making these decisions. Who's on the board of Frito Lay? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, two hundred thousand dollars is nothing. Like, holy shit, that's such a light fucking donation for yeah. Frito Lay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, mm-hmm. are you just using this like movement and this momentum to like mm-hmm. you know hoist yourself on and move your fucking shitty sugary snacks? I mean, I think that's where this goes. Like, <clears throat> really shitty is like when it gets political. When it turns into like, 
Republican Democrats fighting, like being like Cracker Jill, seriously, you know, like what's next? The Michelin woman, Mrs. Clean. That's a real tweet. I'm like, I'm reading. So it's like, that's when it goes. Yeah, it's like, shut the fuck up. Who cares? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is the first time that Cracker Jack, when was the last time Cracker Jack had any fucking press? It was trending on Twitter, apparently. And it's like, when was the last time that brand's probably not in eight years? I don't know, Alex. Everybody knows, everybody knows the fucking seventh inning stretch. They sing it. It's baseball season, so they're singing it. What's 182 times fucking the, the number of baseball teams te- plus yeah. the playoffs? Yeah, that's that's a lot extreme of extreme brand recognition. I, I guess I have to break it down. I think it's a good idea. I think it's bad execution, and I hate that it gets it goes to this place where everyone now has to be political, take it on one side. And in some ways, this is probably good for the brand, or like it's good that people are talking about it. But I just think it's in the end. You got to step up your donation, and I think you also got to fucking come correct with like um, some probably some better marketing here. Uh, Kevin, it's been a delight having you here um, here to chat on this podcast. Talking, yeah, talking about talking about stuff. Yeah, talking about stuff. Two dudes talking about stuff. Wow, another another great Wednesday. Another great podcast in the books. Um, what do we say to the kids? I don't know. Sweet. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker chill. No one can stop you if you have the will. So let's root, root, root for a good stream. We're adding our face to the game. And we'll run, throw, with never a doubt. It's a Play ball.